Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. So we've been in Jonah for a few days, and we're going to stop in Jonah to just pause and consider God's sovereignty over animals. I don't know if you've ever thought of this, but it's something that comes to mind when you read the book of Jonah, because chapter 1, verse 17, it says the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. In chapter 2, verse 10, it says the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out on dry land. And I don't know if you've ever just slowed down to consider the implications of that. Of course, if you are a believer, you trust God's word, you've been around it for a while, and somebody were ask you the quiz question or a test, say, is God sovereign over animals? You'd say yes. But how many of us have actually slowed down to consider what that looks like throughout Scripture or consider the implications of that in terms of how big and complex and powerful and sovereign God is? And I want to continue to increase my awe and understanding of who God is, how big he is, how strong, powerful, mighty, and sovereign he is. I want to help others to come to that conclusion as well. I want to help my kids believe in an ever bigger God, because in this life, we're never going to fully understand the breadth, the power, the the bigness of God, but we can grow in that. And that's kind of what this devotion is going to be about today. So I thought we'd take a survey through scripture of other instances where God is sovereign over animals. And then I'll say a couple things right at the end and uh, that will be done. So of course, in Genesis chapter six, Noah is building the ark and God's going to bring him two of every kind. Here's what it says in Verse 20, of the birds according to their kinds, and of the animals according to their kinds, of every creeping thing on the ground according to its kind, two of every sort shall come to you to keep them alive. So these animals that are just running around the earth are going to just come to Noah at the appointed time because God sovereignly directs them. That is incredible to me. This is chapter 9 of Genesis. And the the flood is over. They've landed on dry, dry land. He tells them to be fruitful and multiply the earth. And then he says, God says this to Noah, the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every bird of the heavens, upon everything that creeps on the ground and all the fish of the sea. Into your hand, they are delivered. So God is supernaturally at this point doing something that's going to going to make animals fearful of Noah, probably fearful of all of mankind. He's just kind of specifying the created order. And that's because he actively does something in animals sovereignly. You think about God being sovereign over all the humans, 8 billion of us or whatever it is on the earth right now. And then you add animals to that. And we're talking about a massive, massive, massive God who being all knowing takes on a whole new understanding when you consider this. Here we've got the plagues in Exodus, and there's a plague of frogs, a plague of gnats, a plague of flies, later on a plague of locusts, and there are several times where locusts are sent as a punishment or a judgment to Israel, to other people, and God is sovereign over even these small, tiny creatures, flies, gnats, locusts. Check this out in chapter 8 of Exodus, verse 21 and following. He says, or else if you 
not let my people go, talking to Pharaoh, behold, I will send swarms of flies to you and your servants and your people and into your houses, and the houses of the Egyptians shall be filled with swarms of flies and also the ground on which they stand. But on that day, check this out, on that day I will set apart the land of Goshen where my people dwell so that no swarms of flies shall be there, that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. In other words, God is going to sovereignly direct the flies to go to Egypt as part of this plague. But when you get to the land of Goshen, it's almost like there's going to be a no-fly zone. Pardon the pun, right? A no-fly zone. There's going to be no flies in Goshen. Now, how is that possible? It's only possible because God is sovereign over flies. Think of the millions and millions of flies that must have been part of that plague. And God is sovereignly directing them to not go to Goshen, but to go to Egypt. Amazing. Now we're going to be in Numbers chapter 22. There's a dude named Balaam. He has a donkey. The donkey sees an angel in the road that Balaam doesn't see, and God's trying to get his attention. Verse 28, the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, what have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? By the way, uh, many of these passages we did daily dose devotions on, so you can go back and check those out if you're curious for more. Uh, this is another amazing passage in 1 Samuel chapter 6. The Ark of the Covenant has been captured by the Philistines, and it is being sent back to Israel. How does it get sent back to Israel? Well, God uh, commands them to put two cows on a cart and put the Ark on the cart and then send the cows off, and they'll get there. This is chapter 6, verse 10. The men did so. They took two milk cows. They yoked them to the cart and shut their calves up at home, and they put the Ark of the Lord on the cart. And the cows went straight in the direction of Beth Shemesh along the highway, lowing as they went. They turned neither to the right nor to the left. The cart came into the field of Joshua at Beth Shemesh and stopped there. So God sovereignly directs these cows. Remarkable. Elijah. Elijah is a prophet of God. How is he going to get fed? Well, here's what God tells him. Depart from here and turn eastward and hide yourself in the brook Cherith, which is by the east side of the Jordan. You shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded ravens to feed you there. And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. God's sovereign over the ravens, help using them to provide food for Elijah. Elisha, the prophet that followed Elijah, was walking one time to Bethel. Some boys are coming out of the city, making fun of him, calling him baldy, calling him baldy over and over. And he turned around, and when he saw them, he cursed them in the name of the Lord. And two she-bears came out of the woods and tore 42 of the boys. That is 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 23 and 24. God sovereignly calls these bears out of the woods to maul 42 boys. Kind of, kind of scary, maybe, but incredible that God can just pull them out like that. Daniel 6, Daniel in the lion's den. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth, and they have not harmed me because I was found blameless before him. Matthew chapter 17, Jesus is talking to the disciples about taxes, and he says uh, in verse 27, however, not to give offense to them, go to the sea, cast a hook, and take the fish, the first fish that comes up, and when you open its mouth, you will find a shekel. So he finds the tax directs this fish to have a shekel in his mouth, directs that fish to be the one that's caught, and that's how they pay the tax. There are other instances, of course, but you remember Jesus calling his first disciples in Luke chapter 5. He tells them to put the net on the other side, and they have a huge catch of fish, sovereign over the schools of fish and what side of the boat they're on and what net they swim into. 
amazing, amazing stuff. Now, just be clear, this doesn't mean that animals and people are on the same level. They're not. Human beings are created in the image of God. We're the only ones. No angels, no animals, no fish are created in the image of God, only humans. But God's sovereignty over animals should have us standing in awe of him. And that's what we see in Jonah in these other texts. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.